Hey ladies and gents, and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. Episode 169, as always I'm joined by Dom. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, 169. And Jordan. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, soon to be released in December <laughs> of the Year of Our Lord, 2019. That's the Year of Our Lord? <laughs> what does that mean, that phrase? I've heard that before. Because uh, the Gregorian calendar is based around the birth of Jesus Christ. So, 2019, the year of our Lord, it's like, it's kind of just referencing the fact that it all revolves around that. So, every year is the year of our Lord, Dom. It's on a specific year. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I didn't know you, you'd <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, never mind. I was going to say something in regards to 169, uh, but we'll move past that. Nice. <laughs> the episode of our Lord. 169. I was going to be like, is that like a cuck situation? Or is that like a threesome situation? Oh my but good lord. If you're looking what? at the number, you know what I mean? Anyways. <laughs> Off the rails immediately. Uh, Year of our lord. Consults, consults Urban Dictionary. Yeah, the Consult lord Urban is Dictionary. not pleased, Jared. <laughs> the lord will remember that. Uh, yeah. Anyways, this is our Game Awards prediction podcast. We're not going to be going over anything we've been playing. We're going to be focusing solely on the Game Awards and what we expect to happen. Before we get into you know predicting what we think is going to win and all of that and some questions I have for you guys in terms of possible reveals, I wanted to <coughs> first start off by talking about this Death Stranding situation that's revolving around the Game Awards. For those who don't know, uh, Death Stranding is nominated for eight of the 22 uh, game-centric awards. So this isn't including esports, player of the year, Conflict organization of the year, all that interest. stuff. What do you say? Conflict of interest. Exactly. So uh, the producer slash host of uh, the Game Awards, Jeff Keighley, who kind of runs the whole thing, he appears in the game. And he obviously has a long track record and friendship with Hideo Kojima. Um, a big, big deal when Kojima wasn't able to accept his award because of Konami being assholes, which they were. But boy, oh boy, did Jeff Keighley just milk that sucker. Yeah. So there's a conflict of interest there. And many people believe that the, the real problem with it isn't necessarily that it's nominated for a bunch of awards, but it seems as if it's nominated for numerous awards, it doesn't make sense for it to belong next to. Um, which is obviously a very subjective uh, argument uh, about that. But the other thing is that uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order didn't qualify for the Game Awards because it released in a window where people weren't able to play it in time to nominate it. So it's actually gotcha. not going to be eligible for the Game Awards until next year. And if you're familiar with what's releasing next year, it probably doesn't have a chance next year. So it's kind of in a, a bad situation there. So that yeah. confounds a lot of the issues because one of the, the year's biggest games and one of, I would assume, is going to be a lot of people's Game of the Year contender in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order isn't on any of these awards lists, which means that there's more room for Death Stranding as well, you know? It's so, always weird when a big award show is at the very end of the year because there's got to be a cutoff for exactly you know whatever it is that they're awarding. Yeah, um, I personally... There... Go ahead, Dom. You might be about to get into it, but Jeff Keighley has said, you know, well, I don't even vote, yada, yada. Um, so he doesn't... Not only does he not have, like, more of a weight in who wins, but he doesn't vote at all. But there's something to be said about... Um, well, he sends out the emails to collect all the nominations, and he organizes everything. And, I mean, there's endless opportunity, you know, for potential 
corruption sounds like a crazy, you know, intense word considering these are video game awards, but that's what it would be, right? Um, so that, but that you're getting into like the, at the process as it, it has been explained is free of that, you know, free of that kind of bias and conflict of interest. So I don't know. It's, it feels weird. It always it's gonna feel what? weird the way this and is. And I think the biggest thing with Death Stranding as well is that some people are drawing comparisons between this and Red Dead from last year because Red Dead was up for a good number of awards, and people feel that well that game was divisive. How come people didn't make such a hullabaloo about that as they do Death Stranding? Separate from the conflict of interest stuff, right? Of it being in categories that should maybe shouldn't be in. Yeah. What what categories should it not be in? Um, I didn't write them down, but there some pe- there was arguments for like. Art direction and a couple sound of others. Sound design, I want to say. Yo, sound design, yo, yeah. Yo, 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 yo. Shinkawa did the art direction for Death Stranding, so we will have no further discussion. <laughs> yeah, I don't. They should be nominated. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not for like I. That's something I wanted to bring up as a point of emphasis for people who are drawing concerns about this. I personally have no issue with it being nominated. Going back to the Dude, Red Dead anything, 2 thing. That's that's like the one thing that draws me to Death Stranding. You know, not yeah. the fucking walking around with packages on your back. <laughs> uh, the one thing that people have to remember about Red Dead, though, is though it was consumer... Uh, on the consumer side of things, it was very divisive. Critically, it scored very high, right? I think it ended up yeah. in, like the, in the 90s. Whereas with yeah. Death Stranding, it was both consumer and critic divisive. Um, yeah. It didn't necessarily score super high with everybody, uh, and it didn't really end up in the same place that Red Dead 2 did. So I think that's yeah. where there's a lot more concern there because it wasn't this divisive consumer game, but critically super well received. It's, it was divisive across the board, you know. This is a this is a super interesting conversation, and that's the part of it too that is most interesting because, you know, the people, the most of the people that are submitting their nominations right are the same outlets that are publishing those reviews, in which you know there were games this year that aggregately scored you know reviewed higher than death stranding that were omitted like a lot of people wanted fire emblem yeah nominated right and that was i I would i don't know for sure but i'm i feel like i can say that it scored higher than death stranding overall it did right oh it did it was it was uh the high 80s whereas this Stranding ended up around 80 to 83 okay so a bit but enough to like you know it's it's better according to the critics and those same critics are supposedly submitting their nominations so like then you wonder like well where's that disconnect right like uh, somewhere in like how they're picking reviewers versus how they're picking what games they nominate. Recency bias as well. That as well, and you're talking about each outlet. Death Stranding released a lot closer. One list. Yeah. So each yeah each outlet gets to submit one list of nominations, right? Like one nom for each category, if I'm not mistaken. So it's the kind of collective opinion of that outlet somehow, and how each outlet goes to choose their nomination. Like who knows how they could each do it differently right so there's a lot of weird potential disconnects there where you can't quite just say well this reviewed way better and why isn't it nominated necessarily but it's also weird it's a weird thing you would think there'd be a trend yeah i gotta say it's a little weird that the cutoff was that week death stranding released then the next week jedi fallen order releases and that's the cutoff what would be interesting to that point i've thought about it too is if somehow like I doubt it, but what if it came out that, like, you know, randomly this year, Jeff Keighley decided to make the cutoff, uh, you know, two weeks earlier than in previous years? Yeah. That would be weird. Or Just, if you know? Hideo Kojima <laughs> knew the date long in advance, and that was always the date for the cutoff, but they made sure to get the game Honestly, right in underneath it. 
And actually, guess... that was a good one too, though, because um, Greg Miller mentioned, and I was like, I remember thinking, you know, the de- developers and publishers probably have no idea when the cutoff is, right? I thought that'd be weird, but apparently they do, because EA apparently was like balls to the wall trying to get Fallen Order out to reviewers before that cutoff, and they yeah. just couldn't do it because it wasn't ready. So that kind of like puts that to bed. But I was kind of surprised to hear that. I thought it was odd. So. I just got to say, anyone that's surprised by this is just goofy because obviously the Keeley Awards, as we could call them, are going to have a bunch of Kojima, you know, like that's, you know, the year that he couldn't be there and, and there's been multiple years of the Game Awards kind of being a little bit too much about Kojima. So the, when he puts out his new game with his new studio... Of course, that's what what it's going to be about. Yeah, I yeah. think the one silver lining, though, is, and I, I'll eat my words if this ends up happening uh, next week. I don't think it's going to run the table and win all of the awards it's nominated for. I don't even think it'll win a majority of the awards it's nominated for. Um, now, is this the game with the most nominations? Uh, yes, by far. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's this, and then I would say roughly going through my mind counting stuff it'd be between control and re2 remake are the other two with quite a number of uh nominations but death stranding i think has at least three or four more than any other game speaking of where are you guys on while we're still on this weird you know pre-prediction topic where are you guys with that with re2 remake being nominated compared to oh yeah that was something awakening and so on that was something i i forgot to write into this actually in in terms of stuff we were going to cover my personal opinion, and this is just me, my own hang-up, is I don't think a game that's a remaster should ever be nominated for awards when it comes out, right? Okay. But well. in the sense of Link's Awakening and RE2 Remake, I think they do enough to change those games to make them newer experiences that I do think there is a justified argument to be made that they can. I think RE2 Remake has a far stronger case, but I do think Link's Awakening also has a case for it as well. So, and just so we're like perfectly fucking clear on the difference, right? Remaster is an upresing, you know, like yep. refining the resolution of the game, and Remake is rebuilding the game from the ground up. Yeah. So, I because for some fucking reason, dude, people just can't figure that out. People are calling <laughs> like. Crash Bandicoot remasters or the Shadow of the Colossus remaster. It's like, dude, this is so far beyond a remaster. Exactly. Remaster is just taking what's already there and polishing polishing it back up. It's it's essentially what you get from the Xbox 360 backwards compatibility boost on Xbox One. You know, it's obviously a little bit more than that, you, but <laughs> it's easier if you kind of think about it in the movie terms. Like, if you remaster something on Blu-ray, then you're just like I said, upgrading the resolution. If you remake it, then you're totally redoing it. Exactly. And that's a little bit different from video games, but it kind of helps just separate them. So yeah, are we all on the can... same page, I assume, with this? With the RE2 remake thing? I, I think so. I mean, for RE2, I think that definitely is deserving. Um, Link's Awakening is closer to being questionable, but if you're going to play that game, then you kind of you got to start to question, like, okay, well, Link's Awakening uses the same story, the same characters, the same map, uh, the same gameplay, really, um, the same items as the original game, which came out two decades ago or whatever. So yeah, 
So at what point is too much the same? You have to figure out where that line is for yourself, so, right? And then the title is the same. Is that what it is? Because there's games with different yeah. titles that use more of the same assets than Link's Awakening did with. Well, with Link's Awakening, you could argue so. that you could argue it's a, a new, uh, a different perspective technically. Uh, in terms of gameplay, they change it so you can you have you don't have to keep switching in and out of items. You have the two items to be able to to use it at, yeah, at a time. True. I do think there's enough different with it that you can make a case. Like I said before, I think RE2 remake is clearly like a different game than the original. I think there's a, there's a very easy case to be made that it's legitimate in terms of being up for rewards. Link's Awakening is the one I think, depending on what side of the argument you fall on, there could be a strong case for it. Um, but yeah, we're we gonna say the interesting, interesting thing to think about is uh, let's take the art direction award for example. Um, in a remake, yeah, a lot of that work has already been done, and yeah. should you, if it's not the same guy or gal doing it, should you credit them? Um, you know, the original on the original game, should you credit the art director on that game? It's kind of weird. That's even more interesting. That's a good point because then on the flip. Maybe you wouldn't want to consider this new Link's Awakening for overall game of the year because it's too similar. But the art direction is all brand new. For specifically Link's Awakening, it's a completely different art style, yeah. Yeah, so maybe you consider it for that category, but not others for parts that aren't original. It's interesting. You could go on for this for a while, but it's worth it. I think it's a game-by-game basis, and you have to see exactly what they do with it. I don't think it's a... Oh, every game that falls into X category, you know what I mean? Because right. like we just said, Link's Awakening and RE2 Remake could technically fall into the same category, but one has a very much larger uh, argument as to why it should be considered, and the other one is very questionable. You know, it's where you fall in that I spectrum. Once again, it's interesting to draw this back to movies because you just look at the fact that video game remakes, there is something that um, calls for them remaining essentially the same game but um, just being updated to a modern standard I guess uh, to put it simply but the fact is like with a movie for example you can totally change the story but it just has elements of the original for a remake right Um, but that wouldn't really work for a lot of people when it comes to video games so that's why it comes into the conversation of is it the same game, just updated graphics, or what? Um, and that line really becomes blurred. Yeah. So next up, we're going to move on to... I put together a list of possible teases and reveals. So this is a mix of studios and games that have already confirmed that they're going to be at the show. Studios and publishers that have a track record of showing up at the show. And... Okay maybe some other things that would do well by showing up at the Game Awards, right? So a mix of a couple yeah. of different things. So, first up, you weren't here uh, the week when we covered this, Dom, but we talked about Wolf Eye Studios, which is the new studio formed by mm-hmm. uh, pre- uh, previous producers over Arcane Studios, the people behind, um, obviously, Dishonored. Dishonored. And they confirmed that their first game, with a tease of artwork, they confirmed that their first game is going to be revealed at the Game Awards. It's a smaller indie title. Going to be interesting to see if it brings in a lot of those stealth or immersive sim elements from their bigger AAA games. But we'll have to tune in and find out. Uh, next up, Xbox confirmed that both Ori and the Will of the Wisps and Gears Tactics will get trailers at the Game Awards, which is really interesting. 
Ori and the Will of Wisps, obviously releasing in early 2020. I believe it's the beginning of February. And Gears Tactics doesn't have a date yet. That's obviously the RTS game set in the world of Gears of War. So it's, it'll be cool to get a new glimpse at that because I think we haven't seen that since it's a reveal at E3 2018, I believe. Um, so it's good to know we're going to get another glimpse at that this year. Uh, next up, this is something you guys might remember. Uh, during PlayStation State of Play in September, leading up to it, we got some tweets from a company who hadn't tweeted in like three years, and that was WB Montreal. And they put up some mm, weird teasers for owls. some for some owl some owl inspired artwork that obviously had people pushing towards the long rumored um, Batman Court of Owls inspired game, uh, likely happening in the Arkham universe. I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, and people were upset it didn't show up at State of Play. Now the argument is, well, maybe they just teased it way too early and it's going to be appearing at the Game Awards. Do you guys think that's what the tease was for? Or do you think maybe it could have originally been planned to try to hit the state of play, but just like we saw with The Last of Us Part Two's release date getting changed a month later, maybe they opted out at the last second because they weren't sure the trailer no. they wanted to show would be accurate by the time the year ended. Jared, I gotta say. I am a little bit tired with this fucking game that we've been forced to play between WB Montreal and fucking Rocksteady about who's just going to give us a goddamn Batman game. I am honestly so worn out with these two studios. Tweeting a little bit here, tweeting a little bit there. Oh no, it's not a Superman game. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. We're going to just put up these little teasers and little bullshit. It's just like... Ugh. I hope it's I hope it's a game award so we can just like have this shit done. At least for one of these studios. Because every year E three comes around and Game Awards comes around, it's like WB Montreal or Rocksteady. Are we getting a Batman game? Are we getting a Justice League game? And I just don't understand why we're not getting DC comic comic book games. It doesn't make any sense. They just need to start coming out. I don't know. Well, it's crazy you think about since Dark Knight released, we're going to have the release of Spider-Man, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which Arkham obviously Knight. isn't the same caliber, uh, and Marvel's Avengers, right? So yeah. it's there might be a point where we could see Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 from uh, Insomniac before yeah. we see Rocksteady's next game, which, was, which would be insane. And if it so. is... Justice League, Superman, whatever. I know they said they aren't doing Superman, but um, if it's even remotely connected to the Arkhamverse or DC Comics in general, it's going to be like, why? Why did it take so long? Why did you... I don't know if part of the studio splinter... Well, okay. We know it's a small studio, so the fact that they did Arkham VR, it's like... I'm sure that that was successful because it's one of the few bigger VR games and it's Batman made by a quality studio. But nonetheless, um, Marvel games is really starting to pick up and, and I think DC is going to need to get back on the train because they were the ones that started it, you know, kind of bringing back the licensed comic book video games, you know, third-person action-adventure of a high-quality um, so it's like, where are you at? You know, it's these two studios kind of filled the vacuum that was left by Square Enix finally delivering Final Fantasy 15 and, uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Right. And obviously Final Fantasy remake coming up. Uh, it, 
it, there does come a point where I think they just need to like say anything because at this point the fan base has become so volatile and i'm not saying you have to feed you know volatile behavior but like i do think there comes a point where it's diminishing returns for not showing your game and we have heard there's been a lot of turmoil in terms of some one of those two studios was making a suicide squad game that movie flopped so they had to cancel that then apparently they were making a damian wayne game that didn't do so well so they had to cancel that it's like at what point do they just go forward with the project and see what works because yeah it's been forever See, this is what happens with studios, man, because when uh, Sony Bend is experimenting with infamous games on the Vita and shit like that, and then they eventually make their way around to Dead Don't Ride, which becomes Days Gone, um, people start wondering, like, what the fuck is going on with this studio? Where is this fucking game that we've been anticipating for, at this point, years, and then eventually your adrenaline just starts to to slowly lower and you're not going to be so fucking hyped for this game forever and ever. So you kind of, you need to strike while the iron's hot. And this is going to be a popular take because I know people are so salty about it, but I do think part of me believes, and we'll never know, part of me believes that if uh, Platinum's game with uh, Microsoft Scalebound wasn't canceled, I think it could possibly still be in development. From what we had heard about that game's Whoa. tumultuous development cycle. Uh, so it possibly was the best solution to cancel it because it still might not have been released, you know? Uh, yeah. Platinum, nonetheless, you don't have to wonder about like where their next game is because they have like three per <laughs> Five year. Five million. Like. Yeah. Uh, Dom, you haven't really chimed in. I guess I'll give you just a quick question. Do you think Batman appears at the Game Awards? Batman nope. himself. Nope. Nope. We don't see Batman at all. Okay, Dom... Nope. Any DC comic book character? No. No. No show Jeez. for everyone. Uh, it's going to be funny if it's like a Lego DC game. And Dom's like, God damn it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, no, that's not, he knows what I mean. I mean, okay. like, I'm talking Justice League if it's Superman, Wonder Woman. A non-Lego DC game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, need, well, no. I mean, like, that's the thing. When we go years and years without a Star Wars game that isn't a Lego game, you know, or years and years, uh, and I'm talking about console, and I'm talking about, like, you know, random shit on mobile phones or whatever. Um, when we go years without Marvel or DC, it sucks, man. And Injustice should not have to carry the weight of the entire DC comic book line uh, through the video game universe, you know. Well, and the cool thing with Marvel is with Marvel's Avengers releasing next year, we'll have three straight years of a game from them being released. Spider-Man 2018, yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance this year. Obviously not to the same caliber. And then Marvel's Avengers next year. So it's going to be very interesting yeah, to see what it, happens with Batman. I mean, there's no DC, uh, you know, isometric beat-em-up type of thing, you know? So Yeah. there's a, They just put their MMO on the Switch for whatever that's worth. Yeah, that thing's like eight sure, years there old, is man. DC Universe <laughs> Online, but it's, yeah, the MMO thing makes it, it does make it different. Uh, next up, the next possible announcement we could see, Nintendo plays very well with the Game Awards. We saw Breath of the Wild there, we yeah. saw Breath of the Wild 2 DLC there. Uh, Breath of the Wild DLC, not Breath of the Wild 2 DLC. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's, that's a joke. Uh, if you guys don't remember, that's where, uh, Bayonetta 3 was revealed for the first time. Yeah. So, and the that was in 2017. Right? Yep. And the collection, yep. So... I have a uh, a bunch of well, I guess not a bunch. Uh, 
three Nintendo things that we could possibly see at the Game Awards. One, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC character number six. That character is set to release in February. We have no idea who it is. They have confirmed that they are extending past five, right? Yeah. Uh, Well, no, it was originally six. They said they're extending past that, but there's no set after that. So it's like they can just add as many characters as they want. Um, It's probably going to show up. Uh, Obviously, Terry just released uh, about a month ago, I believe, following the release of Banjo-Kazooie. What is he from? Is that King of Fighters? Uh, Yeah, a specific one, though. Dang it, what is it called? <clears throat> oh, I don't care about that. But yeah. <laughs> um, I was just thinking, like, it's weird how, I guess, I mean, there's a Persona character, but I'm thinking, like, Banjo and Dragon Quest, um, those are bigger franchises. You know, I mean, who knows? King of Fighters could be the biggest thing in the world, and I wouldn't know it. I My soft prediction, I'm not fully behind it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the uh, Sword and Shield entry into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, Nintendo's made a yeah, really sure. good case of bringing in Pokemon from the newest generations, and Cinderor was the one for Sun and Moon. So yeah, dude. I wouldn't he be surprised if they bring such a powerful in. character. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, next up, Breath of the Wild 2 follow-up trailer. Obviously, we saw the tease of that at um, E3 this year. Uh, and the, the case with this, as opposed to PlayStation and Xbox are in a weird case where they can't really show new stuff for the first time or big stuff planning to be launch titles or launch window stuff for PS5 or Xbox Project Scarlet because they want to show those off at their actual reveal, reveal events. For Nintendo, they don't really have a new console coming out next year, so yeah. I wouldn't put it out of the realm for us to see a follow-up trailer for Breath of the Wild 2 simply because that game has been so prominent at the Game Awards. Um, it's almost an annualized thing at this point for Breath of the Wild in some shape or form to show up, so wouldn't it be too shocking. What do you guys think? Nope. Do you think because there was only such a brief teaser trailer at E3, you think they'd save that for next E3? Or do you think Nintendo's like, we did that tease and we plan to have something bigger at the Game Awards? Do you think this game's coming out next year is the important question to answer your question. I do. <sighs> I, I could see a case, especially because it looks like it's made in-engine. This is, like, what I expected them to do with Super Mario Odyssey, but that never happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, so here's the thing. If I'm with Dom, which I, I think I am for the most part, that it comes out next year, I do think we see a trailer then. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, we don't have a title yet, right? Yeah, we do correct. not. It's just yeah. they said it was the sequel, so we don't know if it's So I think it could still be else. a quote-unquote teaser trailer, right? But I think we might get the title, probably. That'll probably be the focus of it, of like letting us know exactly what it is. If it's Breath of the Wild subtitle, if it's Breath of the Wild 2, or if it's Breath of the Wild 2 subtitle, who knows. Lastly, we mentioned it previously, Bayonetta 3, right? Had that reveal trailer, that's has gonna, gone I off the face, gonna of, be the, one. face of the earth since its announcement. You think it reappears for the first time, Jordan? We see it again. It's got to, because like you said, it's kind of been off the face of the earth. Um, I've kind of been holding off on Bayonetta 2 before I like figure out when we're actually going to get Bayonetta 3 um so I'm ready for news man because those are cool games or at least the first one was I thought and And here's the thing uh, sorry I thought you were apologies I'm excited the thing with this too is people might argue there's no chance we see all three of these things the smash thing the breath of wild and the Bayonetta thing but there is a case to be made that between January and June of next year, we're going to be nonstop talking about the PS5 and Project Scarlet, right? Because we're going to see those reveal events. 
And I think okay, yeah. this is the last time for Nintendo to have the the market share of attention before their E3 next year. They'll obviously have mind those directs. Share. I'm not saying they won't. Yeah, mind share, not market share. Uh, and I do think this would be a good point for them to be like, okay, this could be our stage. Let's get out there and show these games. You know what I mean? And this DLC announcement. It will be very interesting to see how Nintendo handles the passing of this generation with them obviously kind of having forced themselves out of the generational cycle or the the you know kind of normalized general cycle um along with sony and microsoft because uh, last time you know they had the wii u out and it was it was a whole different situation for them now they have a successful console so it'll be very interesting to see how they're playing their whole situation uh, while they have a, a solid base with the Nintendo Switch already out and, you know, have these new consoles passing through from the other two. They need to take advantage of that launch date and launch window for the next-gen consoles where there aren't, like, need-to-play, a whole lot of need-to-play games. And I think that's where Nintendo can really shine because they are in stride on their console, whereas the other two are going to be building up again, you know? So we'll see what happens. We'll see, man. We'll see because... I would say Microsoft in general is poised to really hit this new gen in stride. And Sony, uh, you know, maybe the upper management and the handling of the back end isn't ready. Um, the marketing and such uh, isn't going to hit it in stride. But it seems like the way that the, the first and even second party studios are lined up could be really interesting how they just hit, hit, hit with uh, games because that's not how it was uh, for the first little bit on PS4. It was not um, like you were getting all these great exclusives. So if, you know, we're getting Spider-Man 2, Horizon 2, God of War 2 uh, within a soon enough margin, um, and of course, you know, depending upon if there's like Last of Us Part 2 and ghost of tsushima on there as well um it's 2020 is going to be an interesting year for video games you know that's for sure uh speaking of microsoft this year at e3 we also saw elden ring for the first time which was the collaboration between george r, r. martin and uh miyazaki and from Bro. software the announcement wasn't super surprising because it leaked beforehand which kind of took the steam out of it unfortunately um from software has a, a track record with the game awards as well we obviously saw Sekiro tease there for the first time with a very brief teaser trailer at the beginning of the show. Uh, I anticipate seeing it personally. The The look at E3 was so brief, and I am still of the opinion that this game hits in 2020, personally. Um, yeah. So I, I, I anticipate a trailer for Elden Ring. Where do you say that, Don? That one, that one, yeah, that's what I was going to come in uh, saying. That one we, I think we definitely see, and probably we get a uh, coming next year. Um, or maybe done with Sekiro next year. Yeah, like a window, yeah. Sekiro? That's a good question, because they did give out, like, a tweet or something for the first time uh, a month or two ago or something. I, I, just, I just think it's done. I think they're done. Knowing they're Activision, I think if they wanted DLC for that game, they would have greenlit it, and it would have probably been out by the end of this year already, personally. Because yeah, Activision because published it. It is so. weird. Like, From Software has done an expansion for... Everything since Dark Souls 1? Dark Souls 1 had expansions, didn't it? Yep. Yeah, so all three Dark Souls uh, and Bloodborne um, 
it's kind of depending weird. on how their depending on how their studio split, we could see the DLC early early 2020, and maybe Elden Ring closer to the middle of the year. You never know. So, because they're always working on things too. They their turnaround on video should games I, is pretty impressive as well. Should I give up on Bloodborne too? Is it time? I feel like uh, 2020 is about time for me to give up on Bloodborne. I think at the end of when when the curtains fall for E3 2020 and you don't see Bloodborne 2 or if you don't see Bloodborne 2, I think you should just pretend like it's never going to happen and then be surprised if it ever does happen. I think that's, that's your last at, bastion Jared. of hope. That's yeah. where I'm at because it is sad right now. I'm, I think Elden Ring is a very cool concept, but my God, why? Bloodborne's just been like tossed by the wayside and these random references in their VR game is just like, ugh, it's a mess. And with Sony, too, it's weird because, like, it's their property to manage. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when you hear the full story about that. Uh, lastly, yeah. this is one I threw in in terms of something that Marvel's Avengers didn't have the best reception at E3. I wasn't as down on it as other people were. It had that other yeah. trailer that came out, I think, around maybe mid to late September that showed off uh, Kamala Khan and that she was going to. Was partially that, be like the primary York, character. Yeah, New York Comic Con was like September, I think. Yeah. I think that this game needs another trailer on a major stage to win back people after its mixed reception. Because at E3, Dude. everyone wasn't down, but there was a good portion of people that... And it's funny, it wasn't even necessarily the gameplay. People were just so polarized by the look of the Avengers that that turned away a lot of people. And With it coming out before E3 this year, that's what's weird about that. Being on yeah. A, big stage like you're talking about i just think it needs to have another mass appeal trailer and i think the game awards is the largest event that they have the opportunity to do so before the game releases so it'd be yeah. dumb for them not to take advantage of that um i, I wouldn't think, even yeah, be surprised is, if, if they're we gonna get, do it this is the spot exactly i wouldn't even be surprised if we get an extended gameplay segment like they're like hey we need to show this game off to people everyone's still not sold this is our last opportunity to sell people and the optimist in me hopes they come out and really wow people. Even if they don't yeah. wow, they just get people on like, okay, I'm cool with these designs. I think at the very least they need that. So I'm gonna be surprised. Honestly, I cannot believe how really I gotta say petty people were about the designs of like this doesn't look like. And I'm not even talking about like internet commenters. I'm talking about people on podcasts and shit <laughs> that are saying, oh, it doesn't look like the MCU. It's jarring. I'm like. Dude, it's a fucking video game. Even if they had likenesses and they tried to make it look like them, it wouldn't. It wouldn't yeah. look perfect. So See, why are you complaining about that? It was so stupid to me. And we don't need to get on a tangent on this because we had this discussion before. There is a, a thing to be talked about in terms of them hiring the voice cast that's hired for every video game. But yeah. on the same token, they're very good. So that was like, oh, yeah. I don't really care how they look. How are they oh, yeah. acted? You know? That's what really mattered yeah. to me more. Um, before we get into predicting the game, the game awards. Before we close out, real quick, I want us to rank individually these five games from least likely to most likely to appear. I'll rank them myself, and then you do the list yourself too. Okay. So, least likely to most likely, we're going to be choosing between Final Fantasy VII Remake, Animal Crossing, Cyberpunk, Doom Eternal, and Last of Us. For me, number five, least likely, Last of Us Part Two. We just got a trailer. Yeah. We got a date. I think they're holding off. Next, I think Animal Crossing. I don't think it's a trailer well, they necessarily. Just had the delay too with Last of Us. Exactly. 
uh, Animal Crossing. I don't think we necessarily need another trailer for that game. People are sold or sold. You're not really going to get anybody new, in my opinion. Next up, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think it kind of falls into the same category as Animal Crossing. And I just think there's been so much shown of that game that they kind of want to mm. keep what's left secret secret for that title. Number two, Cyberpunk 2077. I don't think it necessarily needs another trailer, but I could see CD Projekt Red whipping something together to get people excited for the release next year, especially with the Witcher TV show coming out on Netflix soon. Obviously, it's not super related, but I could see some theming there as well. And uh, number one, Doom Eternal. I think the delay for this game, I wouldn't say upset people, but it let a lot of people down in terms of it was a game a lot of people were excited to get their hands on and finally play. It definitely hurt Google Stadia out of the door. And I do think that they want to come in and kick people's teeth in with another rock-solid trailer. And the music's great, and Game Awards usually has a lot of music involved, so it'd be dope to see as well. So that's my list. What about you guys? Who wants to go first? Uh, let me go, because I am in 100% agreement with your order, as boring as that is. Um, <laughs> I just, it's been a minute since we've seen, we had seen a lot of Doom, you know, like earlier this year, and, and I feel like last year a little bit too. And then, but it's been a while, and then it got delayed. Um I think it's time that yeah they're gonna wanna wanna remind everybody like yeah I know we're 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 slower than we we anticipated initially but this is still Doom people so get fucking ready I could see that and then yeah. uh, what did you have last was Last of Us I don't think that uh, has any chance uh, showing up here yeah um, yeah yeah Jordan yeah so I agree with your your four and five um, and then for the top three I would just say I. I think you'll probably get a cyberpunk trailer or it's quite likely I should say then uh, uh, Final Fantasy and then um, sorry what was it what was it Doom Eternal Doom Doom because well maybe I don't know man it's just like right after a delay it's tough to come back and show your game to people you know yeah my argument with with Doom doing that though is that it doesn't have the eyes on it the last of us part two does right that's a game anticipated by everyone i think doom eternal for yeah. as many people that do love that game and are anticipating uh that sequel i do think it's more of a niche audience so i do think maybe you want to hit and try to get like we've talked about how big this show is in terms of eyes on it who knows um man i hope final fantasy remake does the square enix thing and we get a trailer without any uh sound effects <laughs> just dialogue that's really oh, just a boy. Kingdom Hearts thing because they have not done that at all with Final Fantasy 7 Remake which makes thank sense thank god I mean, <laughs> thank god yeah not makes sense but yeah thank goodness they have not been doing that because it's it's weird I get what they think they're doing with those Kingdom Hearts trailers but it's not you know it's not working that way the way they want it to Let's close out the show now by basically saying what we think is going to win. So we're not saying what we want to win. You could mention that, but the primary focus is on what we think is going to win. So I have four categories here, four awards. Indie Game of the Year. Okay. Nominations. Baba Is You, which personally I'm not familiar with. Disco Elysium, which is a, a, a game that's like Game of the Year contender for a lot of people and uh, isn't really getting talked about in outside of like very... Uh, deep game industry circles katana zero which i personally loved earlier this year it was one of those hey jordan asking hey jared is that game out yet games mm, yeah. uh with the classic uh outer worlds uh 
which is weird because it's like now they're owned by yeah. Microsoft. It's like oh, it's not necessarily an indie, but it was it was a uh... that one that has me questioning again what an indie game is. Well, it is. It's independently published by what's the name of the publisher? Private Division. But aren't they owned? What does that mean, though? They're a subsidiary, so they're not necessarily the same company. It's just like uh, that's some bullshit. That's not indie. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Obsidian was independently developing this game before they were purchased. Anyways, last one, Untitled Goose Game, yeah. which everyone's familiar with. What I want to win is Katana Zero. What I think will win is either Disco Elysium or Untitled Goose Game. But for the sake of picking of one, uh, I don't think it'll win. I think Disco Elysium will win. I'm going to say Outer Worlds. Yeah. Well, I, more people are super high on Disco Elysium than Outer Worlds. Like the people who like love Disco Elysium love it, and it goes to what we talked about earlier with the Death Stranding oh, situation man, of these. People fucking love Outer Worlds. Yeah, but it's like with the indie thing. Do you think people are going to lean more towards the thing that they could partially see as a double A, triple A game, or like the hidden indie beloved gem? You know. Anyway, I'm looking to look at the game that they like that's nominated for an award that they really enjoyed. You know, yeah. and as much as uh disco elysium is an indie darling it is pc only currently and it is something that is very niche yeah that's Even what... like a lot of people that you know review games will be at these sites nominating or or voting may not have played it yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking too we're like it, now you're talking about individual judges that are voting on this that are 90 percent of the the weight right so i'm thinking like what you know out of i, I know a handful like none of them played disco elysium even though like the few that did you know really really love it um i i, I don't know it just i i would me to see, see the thing for for me personally i think outer worlds won't even come in second i think untitled goose game also was like even more beloved than disco elysium in terms of more people talking about it so yeah i guess let's go back to the point of it so i i, I think disco elysium will win dom outer worlds yeah jordan outer worlds yeah Next up, art direction. We have Control, Death Stranding, Sekiro, Gree, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I want Control to win. I think the art direction of that game is like crazy and weird and all things yeah. I... Uh, it's, it's so good. I think, though, that Gree will probably win art direction. It just you seems like the, funny about Gree, the art Jared? game. I have not played Gree, but... What I have done is, uh, when people come over to my house, I'll have music on when we're hanging out. Then I'll also put stuff on the big screen that is just kind of, like, I'll put on, uh, like, really beautiful anime that's just muted to go over the music. And a lot of times, you know, it'll be a conversation starter. And I've done this with Gree multiple times now, and it is gorgeous so i've seen like a huge chunk of the game just watching gameplay of it um because there's no like on-screen prompts or anything like that so it doesn't look video gamey and it is a stunning game to say the least just kind of watching it be played which is you know certainly not something i usually do i'm not big into let's plays or whatever so that's been really interesting uh, what are your guys' uh, choices for Art Direction? I'm going Link's I'll Awakening. I'll say Gree. Yeah. I'm with I, you, Jordan. I don't think Gree. it'll necessarily win, but 
it is like I'm telling you, it is special enough. Maybe not necessarily as a game, but the art direction is uh, spectacular. Remember, we also want what you think is going to win. So not what you want to win necessarily, what you think is going to win. I still yeah, I, I guess I'm just like throwing my hat in for Gree either way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that it's the art game of this year, and I, I hate to like right. it bring it down to that point, but yeah. Uh, game direction. Control, Death Stranding, Sekiro, RE2 Remake, The Outer Wilds. Um, I did my toes in the Outer Wilds. I haven't gone to complete it or anything. I know people really love that game, but I think this is the Hideo Kojima award, unfortunately. I think Death Stranding yeah. is winning this easily. I don't even think it's yeah. a question. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm going to say Death Stranding wins this one. And whether it's warranted or yeah, not, it's an entirely different discussion, but yeah, I, I think there's no way Hideo Kojima doesn't win this. He's the big director, man. So, yep. That's... And lastly, game of the year. Uh, I honestly think this is a lot more contentious than people are letting on. I don't think this is necessarily a runaway for Death Stranding, but the nominees are Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, because remember it didn't qualify last year, RE2 Remake, and The Outer Worlds. My dream would be Sekiro or The Outer Worlds. I personally think that Outer Worlds has a better chance than Sekiro of winning, even though I think Sekiro, as much as I've played Outer Worlds, I think Sekiro is a better game overall for me. Um, I think Outer Worlds has a better chance of winning, but if I had to put my money on something in that sense, I, I would go with Death Stranding, but I don't think it's as easy as uh, a landslide like Game Direction. So Ooh, Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I'm thinking Resident Evil 2 probably wins. Uh but I definitely I don't think Death Stranding has much of a chance. Um, I think like if, I think it's gonna be lower. Uh, I don't think that wins. I obviously, I'm with you though, Jared. I wish Sekiro would win. That's what I'm gonna vote for. But I don't see that happening, obviously. Yeah, and so, so the thing with uh, before we get to Jordan's choice for Game of the Year and Game Direction with Control, I think it has really wonderful Game Direction, but it falters in a couple of spots. And I do think it's a really good game, but it has too many faults for it to hold up against, for me, Sekiro, or even the amount of Outer Worlds I've played. So, uh, Jordan, what do you think is going to win, and what do you hope wins? This is game of the year? Yeah. Keeping I'm just going to give you one answer, and I think it's a little bit of a curveball. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. God, I hope so, man. <laughs> the underdog victory. I mean, I don't know if you can even call it underdog, but um, that'd be awesome. Well, the thing, too, is this is like one of the best chances that From Software has to win this award based on its competition. Because even if Elden Ring comes out next year and is phenomenal, you really think it's going to hold up even at the same level with like the Cyberpunks and the Final Fantasy remakes? Like, I think this is one of the better years for From Software to have a chance to win. Um, so who knows? Hopefully that's the case. Anyways, that has been our Game Awards Prediction Podcast. The Game Awards will be happening this upcoming Thursday, and we will be doing a prediction, or sorry, reaction show to all of the awards, the reveals, the trailers, all of that good stuff, and letting you know what we think about everything. Hopefully Batman shows up. Dom doesn't think he will. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.